I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to Text Message with me, Nate Langson. And me, Ian Morris. Did you come in early on that intro? Was that spot on? Uh, It was spot on, except we dropped the bit where it says the UK focused tech show because we spent um, quite a lot of time recently talking about things as broad as penguins um, well, and it's you know <laughs> it is still UK focused but that's it's, really good news because yeah. when I did the show on my own I completely forgot to have it well I, I mean that was your prerogative you were hosting it but it, well, yeah. I dropped it deliberately whereas you dropped it accidentally like a slippery fingered <laughs> carrier well, of weights I probably dropped it because you dropped it in the running order the previous week. Well, speaking of that episode, by the way, how is th- how are things going with your sky glass? It's been replaced. No, really? It, yeah. Uh, Truthfully, so, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> I didn't know this. So it's been... Why? Because it was terrible or because it was broken? It was broken. Ah. It had a black... Well, I say it had a black line. It had a single pixel strip down it. Um, in a key point, it wasn't like at one of the edges where you could probably have ignored it. It was um, this line, and it, when I sent you the screen, the shot of it, I, I mm. zoomed in on that picture and I had a look, and it looks to me like one of it's one of the colours is missing. It's not all of them; it's just uh. one, so it can't make it. So it's really obviously there, um, but I mean, it, it's still doing something. Like you could see it was illuminated. So anyway, I emailed I emailed the PR that I dealt with and. Um, um, and she said that they would like to replace it. Um, obviously, defective panel, etc. Um, so they did that. Uh, it was oh, a very smooth operation. They were in and out within 10 minutes, took the old one apart, put it in the box for the new one, put the new one up. Out. They're very good. The, the, the delivery system, once you get it, is actually very smooth, and they don't really know what they're doing. Um, so, yeah, the only pain of it was setting it all up again. Yeah. Then obviously I had to put it back on the Wi-Fi. Then I had to sign into everything, except Netflix. It, it seems to hold your Netflix information because it's part of the package. I, um, I had to good. sign in for everything else. So, yeah, um, it's actually quite good because you get to see how rubbish various services are because Amazon Prime and Disney Plus both let you use your phone to sign in, as does Apple. So all you do is you open the app on the TV and then it goes, uh, you can use your phone to do the rest of this. Whereas Netflix and uh, Paramount Plus and something else, uh, I've got another one, haven't I? I can't remember. Um, They all require that you sign back in again, manually. Well, we had some good feedback about your uh, review of Skyglass and I'm sure we'll revisit it uh, a little bit down the line. Um, seem to really like it. I was surprised. I wasn't. Um, well, I just didn't really know if people wanted reviews anymore, um, and I'd love to do more reviews. I just don't know. It's it, it for me personally. I don't have access to a lot of the stuff that I used to have access to. So people don't offer me things anymore. Um, although we're going to have a little chat later um, in the Patreon part of the show about um, your 
your kitchen and i've got quite a lot of kitchen tech i've amassed over the years so i'm going to help you with that that is true in the uh, i'm excited to hear this uh yes in the uh, extended version of the show uh, later on that uh, patrons get uh, or indeed are listening to right now we are going to be talking about kitchen technology but we'll we'll come to that uh, we'll also come to some news very shortly i did wanted to mention that i did something rather remarkable to my eight-year-old pc that i have here i added bluetooth to it wow isn't that I mean, amazing that's not really i mean that sounds like a dongle to me it was a dongle it was one of the tiniest USB things I've ever seen, except that plugging it in where I have the PC, which is in this office, but I only use it for gaming in the living room. It all goes via the Steam Link uh, thing. Um, the combination of radiators, cables, and rather strangely placed brickwork meant that the Bluetooth connection was rather temperamental. So what I actually have done is connect it to a two-meter USB extension cable <coughs> right. and have it poking out of the carpet where the door opens. So it's a rather clunky way of adding Bluetooth, but the result has been being able to play with my Xbox controller with a small little Bluetooth keyboard and a little Bluetooth mouse if I need them on the sofa in the living room and and it's it's really completed the experience question question for you buddy Mm. Uh, why aren't you just using steam for the pairing steam link uh pairing it to the apple tv ah uh, for latency reasons oh really does it make a big difference it makes a difference i wouldn't describe it as big it's probably absolutely fine for most people but i would have uh, thought that the video latency would have been the big problem no, you'd think that, but it really isn't. And when you re- when you eliminate the latency uh, by pairing the controller directly with the PC, that lag becomes so minimal. Yeah, you know, I guess you can compensate for it as well, like because your brain isn't adjusting the way you're playing, but your eyes are sort of coping with the fact that what you're seeing is maybe slightly delayed. It's a little bit less of a, a hardcore processing thing. That's interesting. I tried steam link after we talked about it the other week uh mm-hmm. last week and i found the picture quality to be horrendous but that's because it's running over wi-fi never it, it <clears throat> is a devil over wi-fi <laughs> only 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 ethernet well you only know what ethernet. i've i'm and i i'm reluctant to try this because my previous experience was not great i'm thinking about trying powerline again because i really I can't run cables. I don't think there's a way to run cables in this house that easily without going outside, which I would do. But I'm also really miserable on Wi-Fi. I find it to be awful. And I've got very fast, well, fast-ish broadband now. It would be much better served on fast cable. I don't, I don't know how it compares. I have a feeling that the kinds of speeds we're talking about now would mean you would have a greater degree of of potential packet loss and no, latency. I think I think it would be much lower latency. I think it would be basically zero, well, or as close to Ethernet as possible. Um, I don't imagine that a house like this, which is relatively new, would have the same kind of cabling problems I used to have in the much older houses I used to live in, where I did use um, Powerline quite successfully, but never as successfully as some people. Well, maybe anyone listening can write in hello at uktechshow.com if you are successfully using Powerline. For those of you who aren't aware, Powerline is essentially a little Ethernet hub you plug into a mains adapter in one room and plug another one in somewhere else in the house. And it is basically using your internal electric circuit as 
uh, a conduit quite literally uh, in in lieu of an ethernet cable it's quite it's quite clever uh, that's what it is talking about um maybe you can write in and let us know how yours is going and if you've got one you probably already knew how it worked and if you didn't um well that's just very very odd indeed uh speaking of things that are odd let's talk about um some news items um i noticed that pocketlint had written this week that three uh, UK now offers customers the ability to pair a cellular Apple Watch <laughs> with a mobile account. Uh, now, this has been available, as we know, through other networks for a while. Yeah, hello, like 2018. Though, uh, 2017, actually. Mm. Uh, I was only EE. guessing there. Well, three subscribers now can add an Apple Watch. Uh, and usually when an Apple Watch is added, it does support other um, eventually will support other things, uh, other smartwatches and, and devices that use an eSIM because that's what it needs to do. And it basically means that if you're on three, you can somebody can call your mobile phone number and if your phone's off, your watch will ring. It's like independent, but it uses the same number. Um, and as you point out, um, this has been available through other networks for a while and specifically on EE since 2017. I had to Google this because I feel like I've had um the the calling option thing on my apple watch for ages and i did a quick google found the cnet story that said it was the apple watch series three we're currently up to series seven i believe uh that launched in the uk with 4g and that was on ee in 2017 and as a, and as a slightly funny little coincidence the very first story that i found on google clarifying that date uh, was written on cnet by my brother and that is uh, you know, of all the places and of all the people, I could have had that clarified. Uh, it was a story Andy wrote five years ago for CNET. So there we go. Um, Ian, you just left three, so this is highly irrelevant to you. <laughs> it is highly irrelevant. And uh, I, and I, the thing is, it is, it was kind of part of my thinking in the way. I was thinking, well, if I went to O2, I'd get visual voicemail, which three still doesn't support. And that's what? Uh, 2007 that that started because that was basically with the first iPhone wasn't it or was it yeah. the second one yeah so that's uh, quite a lot of years now that's what 12 13 years um, 15 years 15 um, apologies 15 you years you had him in I, I, I'm actually I was thinking about this I was thinking about because you know when the iPhone gets to 20 that is I mean that's basically a very there's not been many devices that have stuck around and enjoyed that kind of success. Anyway, it was part of my thinking. I was thinking, well, you know, maybe I want to get cellular on my watch. And then I realised it's £5 a month and I can't ha, ha, see... Ha, 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 Funny you should say that. Uh, how wrong you are. It's not. It's even worse than that. It's £7 extra a month on three. Now, it's only £5 extra a month on EE. But the fact that it is any pounds... Well, I agree with that because is... it could share your data. This is the thing. And this is the thing that I find frustrating about these sorts of issues, these these things. It's an extra £5 a month for me to add the watch to EE. It's an extra £7 a month if you're on three. Loads of networks around the world that do this charge you an extra fee. Now, I get it if you're getting the watch through the carrier because there is a subsidy you might be getting, you might be paying or receiving and paying off. But if all you're doing, all you want to do is say, well, use the same number. Well, you've already got a SIM for that number. And the amount of data an Apple Watch uses is minimal. minimal. So, so, so tiny. I mean, I doubt I've used more than a couple of hundred meg 
a month ever on on that thing and 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 it's technically unlimited it shows up as 10 gigabytes in the app but technically it's unlimited according to the contract that, um, that, that sounds like a really fun way to abuse that somehow if only there was a way if you so could jailbreak you... the the watch and then make it be a hot spot you could, yeah. you could really rinse that so what the hell are you paying for you're not getting know. a new number not really not at your end you are at the company's end but that's irrelevant as far as customers concerned uh, the technology has been implemented. I guess I get that there's a cost associated with that, but that's called competition and offering it for free would be a rather good competitive yeah. uh, aspect. And maybe we'll see that now because but it's charging been... more, more than five pounds. That is unforgivable. I would, never have paid that. I would never have paid Seven that. Seven pounds. You sure that Just doesn't include it. a watch? It doesn't. No, it's 20 pounds <laughs> if it includes a watch. You might as well get a watch. I wouldn't say that. But if because if you've already got a watch and you just want to add it. it, then yeah. Well, anyway, that's but by the point. The point is, is that I I think it it is it's one of these things that I think we will look back on in in future, particularly as five G really ramps up, and we're not talking about that happening for at least another five or six years or so. And and devices, smart devices, really do start having five G connections in them, like pay i have i mean i technically pay for three sims i have my phone sim yeah. i have an ipad sim and i have a apple watch sim it's, but the whole point is just so if i don't have my phone or if my battery dies i can still use it because i rely on them for work but really what am i paying for i mean that, and that's a really good point especially when it comes to a tablet because you could just share the data of course you can and when 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 the, when you're wearing the watch and the phone is with you or even your ipad's with you it always defaults to using that device's connection via bluetooth or wi-fi mm. it's only in the situations where you, like you you literally left the house or office without any yeah. other devices you see i wouldn't want that because i've got limited data on my phone now shock horror but- but as I say, the, the amount of data the Apple Watch uses, yeah, I know, and that's any smartwatch not... uses, this isn't just about Apple. It's not the point. Any smartwatch. If I'm paying for it, I want it to use that data all the time. Well, you're talking to somebody who, at the end of a month, if I've got a lot of data left on my contract, on one where I have a limited data plan, I sit and run speed tests until it's used <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah, I might need to start doing that, because it doesn't roll over, obviously, which I think would be the decent thing to do. But good way to keep a wife uh, um, or, or other lover up in bed at night is why aren't you going to bed because I'm using up all the 5G <laughs> yeah. not kidding Kate no I'm, this. I, I'm, I'm absolutely knowing you as I do yeah. I'm absolutely I'm sure you're it. not I'm paying for it I'm bloody well using it it's just yeah. too hard to do on the watch anyway that's um, true. so that's that's the thing if you're on three and you want to add 4g hey. to your 5g contract simply pay seven pounds a month and you can have nine nine oh i think that's right of course basically it's a feature you can you can do it now here's some music but- ian did you want to say something i was i was gonna say something i was gonna say you should publish a podcast that is like four gigabytes or something and then just get the watch to download that in perpetuity I could do, but then the battery would die before I could use up yeah, that much right, data. Fair enough. Right, that's, ca- that's the other. That's the other caveat. Play your John music. In, oh well, <laughs> hold your horses there. Um, John says, "How do you do it if you have unlimited data?" Well, in that instance, I don't do it. I specifically use it on the iPad connection, which has uh, its own connection of a hundred gig, 
which is what I'm allowed to share to it from my unlimited uh, connection on the iPhone. And if I haven't used up that 100 gig in a month, and I usually use about 70 or 80 of it, um, then I sit and run speed tests until I've used it all up. Take that. It's what some people would call a waste of time, but I call it <laughs> principles and a hobby. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. It is right. a waste of time, but anyway. Go on. Instagram will use artificial intelligence to determine if someone is the age they say they are. Uh, This is to prevent under-13s from using the platform, uh, which has been an unsurprising problem for a platform which simply asks, how old are you? Don't lie, plus. Uh, The system will use technology from UK company Yoti, uh, which has been trained on anonymous faces and claims that it's accurate to 1.36 years for those aged 6 to 12 years old and 1.5 years uh, to those who are 13 to 19 years old. Uh, Facebook and Instagram's parent company, Meta, says the selfie video will be deleted once the user's age has been confirmed. <coughs> I really reckon. Uh, there are other ways to validate age that the company will also use. Uh, three other Instagram users, for example, can vouch for them. The BBC spoke to uh, Dr. Yazabel Gerard, a lecturer in digital media and society at the University of Sheffield, uh, who said that Instagram's new age verification methods are a welcome addition uh, to just asking users to upload static ID, I guess. Uh, But she says relying on age verification tools as a way to protect young people online can overlook why they try to create adult accounts in the first place. Uh, She continued that a lot of them are saying they're 18 on Instagram not to do bad things or view bad content, but just technically to be registered as as adults makes them feel safer because they don't think they're going to be targeted. Uh, I don't know about you, Nate, but I wouldn't trust Facebook with a photograph of my toe, so I'm not sure why I'd let my kids participate in this. What do you think? No, uh, no. And if I had kids, I wouldn't let them have pretty much any technology at all. But (laughs) um, when when she says that being registered as an adult makes them feel safe because they don't think they're going to be targeting, you mean for like for predators? I do. Yes. Well, that's what she said. Not not what I said. I mean, I assume that's what they're talking about there. Because they're still being targeted just by a different sort of predator. Yes, uh, advertising, uh, advertising predator and predator predation. Uh, That's just legal, though. I see. Yes. I mean, <laughs> is this is this a good idea? I mean, I have to do it when I I remember when I signed up for Starling Bank, and if I ever mm. want to move money around on that, I have to use a selfie video. But I, I believe that it's verified by a human, not by a machine. Quite possibly. So, yes. But but as somebody who has children of age six to twelve years, yes. is I mean, I know you don't trust Facebook any more than I do, but. What, what do you what what do you think to this? They haven't expressed any interest at all in Instagram, so I've been mercifully spared this question so far. Interesting. Um, well, your eldest then. What does she, does does she want to be on? Is she on any of these platforms? Doesn't seem interested in the slightest. She's interested. She's on WhatsApp for communication, but that's it. Um, huh. Facebook doesn't. As far as I know, Facebook just doesn't factor for those kids. They just, they're just not interested. Um, Instagram maybe a bit when they're when they're a bit older, maybe. Uh, I can see, you know, 13 plus that being a real time for them to want to be on Insta. But 
I think I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's just my daughter. I, she's doesn't really strike me as someone that's particularly interested in that kind of thing. You know, being taking photos of yourself. She seems to fo- sort of follow broadly in my footsteps and not particularly interested in uh, you know selfies and all that jazz. Um, mm. So it hasn't come up. The, w- would I allow her to do it if if it did? Not, I don't think until she was a bit older. I would say to her, I honestly, I think sixteen is old, is young enough on on Insta, really. And even then, I wouldn't be that happy with it. But for now, it doesn't seem like it's been much of an issue. I'd be more worried about them wanting to be on TikTok. Um, but that said, they haven't shown any interest in that either. The technology is interesting, and I've seen experiments done with this on vending machines in Asia, uh, verifying the ages of people who want to buy cigarettes and and things like that. And as we see an evolution in self-service checkouts, I, I think that that's the kind of thing we'll see something of. But for social media, I don't know, because it makes a difference whether whether it's a human that's verifying this age or whether it's a machine verifying the age. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I can't decide which I'd feel more or less comfortable with if I was that age. I mean, if I was that age, I probably wouldn't care. Right? I just want to get on the platform. One, but, one wonders how... Um, how th- There's a lot of issues with AI that a lot of companies, to their credit, work very hard to come o- overcome. But there are bias issues. There's, um, you know, how, how does... How do different skin tones affect AI? How do you know? How does how do people age differently from you know with different kinds of skin? Um, so it's it, it, you know it, it's not a simple thing, and using AI is bound to produce some um, problematic results. Whether or not that's a huge issue, I I don't I don't know. Interesting. I'm just looking at the website of Yoti. Yes. Um, it's a company. It's been around since 2014. I have to admit, I'd never heard of the company although it says that they're on a mission to become the world's most trusted identity platform um i don't know if it's a bad sign that a company associated with identity is something that has totally slipped under the radar of someone who covers this stuff professionally but that could just be because i have not cared at all um and therefore not not paid attention to it but i'm i'm gonna take a look at it these things tend to be there's quite a lot of companies that deal with this and they like tend, white label yes so they t- and they tend to be the sort of thing that you wouldn't have heard of um unless the company announces who's providing its verification you wouldn't be told like um i i could i could tell you the name of the company that does um uh, uh what's it called monzo i believe i know who that is but again what's the point it, you know like that they're obviously trusted by the firms that use them but there's quite a lot of companies in this space hmm. well there's um there's uh, some media coverage that i've seen they've got recently include a story that i believe we may have talked about um from may uh, it's a story on the bbc called cinemas now accepting digital id cards apparently that is the same company that is utilizing this technology um, the UK Cinema Association, which includes Cineworld, Odeon, Showcase Cinemas, and View, uh, which for those of you outside the UK are basically the only cinemas anyone cares about in the mainstream, that is, aside from the, all the good little little theatres, uh, is partnering with digital ID firm Yoti. So that's quite interesting. I, I do, and I, I'm seeing here things about um, home buying. I'm seeing things about 
government approves first digital right to rent identity providers. So as dare I see trialing digital idea self checkouts, it's quite a lot of stuff here. Yeah. Maybe it, it really has slipped under the radar for um, for bad reason. Well, we pay more attention you, to well, you will now, won't you? So they're better watch out. Um, it is interesting. I mean, digital ID is going to be one of those things that's absolutely a, a massive industry. I mean, you know, the, the idea of being able to verify people using face ID or whatever, it's uh, the cornerstone of getting rid of passwords and making things a lot more approachable, I would say. So from that perspective, we've got a, we've got a decision to make. Do we hate passwords enough to give up a little bit of our personal information or do we want to stick with passwords and not have to give up information? Well, you know what? I've had a thought about digital ID because Mm. I've been thinking a lot about identity theft over the last few months. Um, And it does make me wonder, do you, and bear with me, this isn't one of my crazy business ideas like babysitting using Ocado vans and a warehouse. But what part of the body draws the eye most quickly as far as the brain is concerned wouldn't it be the mouth i was going for the face oh um face face and eyes right they're always on show you can always you can always see that yeah and we're basically hardwired to use that as information aren't we that's right and a face is something you only have one of it evolves over time, but you only have one face. And we use face ID. And when people are looking at CCTV cameras, we're looking for faces, right? So faces are both the most popular form of biometric authentication, or not the most popular necessarily, but it's certainly one of the most. Uh, but it's also the thing that we show off the most in public. What is the part of the body that we <laughs> most rarely show off in public? <laughs> Ian? Is it the anus? That's certainly one of them. I mean, <laughs> listener, your your mileage may vary, but certainly within, within that area of a few inches, I would say most of us, most respectable members of society, we do tend to keep those hidden in public. Yes, we do. Now, I don't know if you can tell where I'm going with this. I can. It obviously would not be convenient as a way of proving your identity at, say, the Tesco Sainsbury's, self. yeah. Sainsbury's. <laughs> But <laughs> bend over, maybe, sir. I'm just saying, I wonder if for the most <laughs> I can't believe I'm coming up with this. For the most sensitive encryption <laughs> could that as a method of biometric authentication be uniquely you enough that you would only present it in private in, in, in private in, That's in a- the privacy of your own home? That is an interesting question. That is an interesting question, and I'll tell you for why. Because I would imagine that the particular shape of certain aspects of your lower half probably are as unique as a fingerprint or a a face. So actually, uh, whilst I suspect this won't be a thing, because I'm sure people will be much less likely to uh, use their genitals to unlock a service... Um, I do I do believe that you could be onto something there and we should ask a, a biometrics expert if they um, if they would agree with that it would be um, a hilarious conversation um, but I mean what's the what's the problem because the point of the point of using face as an un- unlocking vector um, is that it's it, it it's not easy to copy it 
It's not about whether there's a problem. I'm more thinking about are there alternatives. I'm just trying to think outside of the cube. Fair um, enough. And that that's that's all. Yeah. That's all. It would be a minefield of of problems. It would never work, let's be honest. Of course it wouldn't work. It would be stupid. But if it could work, wouldn't that be something? <laughs> uh yes. Yeah. Don't know what it'd be called. They're suggesting uh, arse ID. Ring ID. Now Al in the st- in our live chat and here here it ladies and gentlemen really shows the value of having a live audience while you're recording al says the anus is unique i remember a story about toilets scanning bums and linking them to people's health records i also remember that now hold on there's a there's a, a parody video of that that i saw now it might be that there is also a real thing there is an expertly done parody video about um toilet uh understanding your um your health through um through yeah and and it took takes a picture of your bum to uh yeah so i don't need to find that yeah maybe 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 this is the right balance if you want to if you want to i have your toilet identify your health and your evolving uh bowel consistency keep it in the toilet if you want to pay for something at tesco keep on using your face um mix those two up it's just a world of hurt I'm sure. But uh, nonetheless, speaking of patrons, I'd like to thank um, our latest patron, Andrea, or Andrea. Apologies for not knowing which way around uh, it is pronounced, but welcome to Andrea. And I'd also just like to thank one of our longest patrons, uh, Mr. Richard Taylor, who's been with us for a very long time, very loyal and devoted member. Uh, And like everyone listening live as well, they are among those who get the full version of our show, the unedited version, which, believe it or not, includes even more than just can you pay for things using a unique photograph of your back passage but you can find out more about that and get extra message which i recorded in a forest this week by going to patreon.com forward slash uk tech and for those of you listening to the long version you are about to hear a whole story all about kitchen tech here's the technosaurus hang on gotta stop this there Adam McCauley's won the prize. He suggests the technology would be Ring Cam. Oh, didn't I say that? Oh, Ring Did ID, you? I said. Ring ID. Oh, it's not as good. Okay. Because Ring Cam is an actual thing. Yeah, that's true. Mm, on the side of my house. Well done. Yeah. Well, well done, Adam. You win prize the prize. Prize one. What's yeah, the right, prize? We'll restart the, we'll restart the Technosaurus now. <laughs> Well, we had some lovely feedback uh, this week. A couple of bits I'm going to pick out of the uh, the old sack. Uh, one came from James about the episode of Subliminal Message that we put out for patrons the other week, which was Ian and I's little roundtable that we did um, with no agenda, no script, no planning. We just sat down and recorded something because um, we didn't really have material or the health to do a show. <laughs> um, and we ended up calling it Subliminal Message. The feedback was great. And we'll probably do many more of those in future for for all patrons. But uh, James summed it up in, well, to be honest, in an email that only had one line in it. And he said, my wife enjoyed your wittering. And I'm pretty sure that's a compliment. Yeah, yeah, I I would say so. Yeah. As uh, that is to say, 
my wife enjoyed your wittering, but I didn't enjoy the nonsense. I just think it was quite a good show. I think that's what James meant. So thank you, James. Um, and then Alistair wrote in to say, um, just sitting in the garden, listening to your latest extra message. I have to say, I love your forest walks with Bruce the Smooth. There's something wonderfully relaxing and calming about the combination of spoken word, crunching footsteps and birdsong. It almost doesn't matter about the topic at hand. It cr simply creates a lovely auditory experience. I'm particularly enjoying this as it's the first time I ventured outside all week after finally giving up to my FOMO and trying out the COVID. It wasn't as much as it was cracked up to be. On the men, though, now, thankfully. <laughs> uh, that's from Al. Thank you, Al. I hope you're feeling better. Uh, certainly, I recently had the COVID, too, and it was um, uh, horrible. Indeed, Virtually horrible. everyone that's reviewing COVID is giving it a really bad score. So There's I'm, nothing I'm, to put under pros, except I, I watched a lot of documentaries. Yeah, I think I'm probably going to not get it. I wouldn't bother. Yeah, I wouldn't bother. Wait till they've refined it. Oh, I tell you what, you could watch though if you haven't already. You could watch Jeff Gold, The World According to Jeff Goldblum on Disney Plus. What a joy! What an absolute joy! You just get to see Jeff Goldblum gently touching people and talking about things and being enthusiastic. It's really lovely. Ah, oh, okay, good, good tip. Um, yeah, and Al also said he really enjoyed your Sky Glass review. Oh, that's so. nice. Yeah, more, um, more more of those I again. Think, people really genuinely seem to like that, so I'll have to scrounge around and find other things to review because, um, yeah, it's uh, I, I like doing it. I must admit, I don't get a chance to review tech that much anymore, um, and I have an opinion about literally everything. So it does seem like a a marriage made in heaven, really, doesn't it? Mm, it does uh, and thanks for the kind words about extra message. More of those will be coming from forests now that I'm both healthy and able to go out and the weather's quite nice so thank you very much um, let's check in with a, a long time friend and someone we haven't heard from for a while thanks to the absence of a show about which apologies uh, but no apologies for this it's mr tom merritt what's been happening in the wider world of tech mr tom merritt this week on Daily Tech News Show, may I introduce you to Crab Court, you may. a Chinese e-commerce company's customer-run dispute resolution system presided over by a cartoon crab with a monobrow and a gallery. <laughs> Plus, the Brave search engine offers customizable filters for your search results. Amazon wants to help you preserve the voice of your dead relatives as a voice <laughs> assistant. And Dr. Nikki Ackermans explains the positives and possible overpromises of a machine learning algorithm that seems to be able to detect Alzheimer's disease early. All of that and more at DailyTechNewsShow.com. Can tell you, Crab Court, yes. Having uh, Amazon's no. assistant read the news to me in the voice of my deceased grandma. Uh, uh, hard no pass. Yeah. That's, a, that's a hard, that is a hard pass. That is a, a painful night on the, on the throne. But that is a hard, a hard pass. Go on. You, you could have Jeff Goldblum read you things on Amazon, and now that is a service that I would subscribe to for free. Mm. Okay. Well, if you have enjoyed this show, maybe you'd like to subscribe to it for not free uh, at patreon.com forward slash UK tech. Uh, but if you're listening to it for free, thank you very much. And it would mean the world to us if you would consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or, as they say, wherever you get your podcasts from. We are really on a bit of a push now to unflatten the listener curve. It's not so much a curve as it is a flat line. Um, not the kind you experience in a sad room in a hospital, but the flat line that indicates no death, but no growth. Um, so if you'd like to help us out, it'd be great. And leave us a review, preferably a positive one. Um, 
Yeah, and if, you you've could, got if, you've bad, got, if you've got something bad to say, you should just drop us an email because, like, we might not reply, but we'll definitely read it and pay attention to it if, if yeah, you hate we would. something. Probably over dinner with some swear words that we'd never put in the <laughs> in the show. Well, not the main show, anyway. Well, uh, you do learn a lot from people's not being happy, so, you know, I would encourage people to share their honest feedback. Yeah. Um, and my honest feedback for right now is um, I've pressed play on the outro music, so there's nothing else to talk about, Ian. It's been a great pleasure, and I think we'll see everybody in maybe a week. Yeah, let's hope so. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.